You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. It's time for our executive uh, lounge and this week's executive is in the business of assisting companies uh, from all uh, sectors of the economy with their digital transformation journey. His name is Matone Ditlake. He's the CEO of Corridor Africa and he joins us in a studio to tell us more about his industry as well as his career journey. Matone, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us in studio today. Okay, no, thank you so much and uh, it gives me such a great pleasure to be here. You know, um, <laughs> um, I'm feeding off your energy and you are uh, quite um, excited and uh, I'm not too sure if it's about being with us today or perhaps excited about uh, sharing your story and also sharing the um, goings on in your industry. So tell us a little bit more about uh, Corridor Africa and how that journey began for you. I know it's, uh, you know, literally both. So I'm, I'm always excited in sharing my journey and including the story of Corridor Africa Technologies. Sure. Because as it is right now, I believe Corridor Africa Technologies is fast becoming a unicorn. So there's currently two unicorns on the continent. I think before you get to number five, Corridor Africa will be one of those. All right. So dial back. So uh, by unicorn, you are talking about a, a startup whose valuation is able to surpass a billion US dollars. A billion US, yeah. So what's your uh, valuation of Corridor Africa Technologies right now? Where does it stand? Uh, well, I'm not at liberty to disclose at this stage. All so right. <laughs> we, we, we are going to go into the market. And, uh, I think at some stage we will be listing. Where? on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. All right. So how, yeah. how how far are you from being the fifth? You said the fifth unicorn, right? Yeah, the To fifth. come out of Africa. Uh, how how far are you? Give us the time frame. Uh, I think we're looking at uh, five to seven years. Okay. It's quite, uh, you know, on a, on a short-term basis at this stage. Suggesting or in, um, the caveat being if a business goes according to your plan and your projection. So let's talk about how business is right now at Corridor Africa Technologies. I mean, you guys help uh, companies across sectors in this country with their digital transformation journeys. What has that been like? Uh, it's, I think it's been a good journey because essentially I believe on the continent, we, you know, we are at such an infancy stage whereby new technologies are being introduced. And at this stage as a country, we are busy grappling with the challenges of the second industrial revolution. Although in the world we're supposed to be on the fourth. Sure. Now we have uh, rolling blackouts. I don't really want to call it load shedding because, you know, it's putting nice roses on it. Yeah. But it does have a very negative impact in terms of the digital in- transformation of essentially not even companies, but generally society. So at Corridor Africa Technologies, you know, we look at, uh, you know, the rolling out of infrastructure across the country. So we have presence in South Africa. Kenya and Botswana. So we do interesting things like, you know, in building systems, um, microcellular technology, 5G rollouts. We do digital advisory and smart buildings, essentially. And in which markets have you seen uh, more growth or or more promise of those three that you currently operate in? I think it's been mainly in the telecoms uh, market. Okay. Because if you go out, out of the urban areas, you still find a whole lot of issues with connectivity in a whole lot of areas more than, you know, if you drive out 100 kilometers out of Gauteng, you'll be surprised at 
generally what you see there. So that is where the growth is and that is where we've been focusing. So in which country though, between South Africa, Kenya, Botswana, where, which place is easier for you to do business right now and why? Uh, because I'm South African, I think it's easier to do business in South Africa. Okay. Where I understand the cultural nuances, understand the people, I speak the same language. So we have a Pan-African uh, view or we want to branch out on the, conti- on the continent because our name is Corridor Africa. So we are a corridor of technology that needs to come in into the continent. At the same time, while we're handling the challenges that are uh, facing this entire continent and the country at large. I think that's a um, significant point that you make there, uh, just in terms of where uh, you find yourself stronger right now, being at home, given the fact that you understand the culture and you understand uh, the language and all the nuances. And I'm tying it to a lot of South African businesses that we have seen trying to expand into other markets, especially in the rest of Africa, and uh, coming home with their uh, tail between their legs uh, because they failed essentially in those markets as a result of how they tried to expand. So just what lessons have you learned or can you say you are empowered with right now that will help you in the journey ahead from doing business in Kenya uh, and Botswana so far? The lessons learned is I think the people come first. So number one, if you put, uh, you know, the people of that country's preferences, like previously, I was the CFO of a company called Group which was a French consortium. So I actually even spent a lot of time in, in a city called Lyon. So they came here thinking that it's about transforming the South African landscape, not understanding the nuances and the market. So I think it's about growing, going down to the granular levels of what the requirements are, because what works in uh, Kenya might not necessarily work in South Africa. For example, in Kenya, Mpesa is so widespread because the banking infrastructure is not so widespread or it's not as established. But in this country, I mean, you can walk into any branch. We've got uh, digital banking. So those pillars have been long established. I mean, it's been years that even a domestic does have a bank account. So the that is well more established, uh, better than if you might think there is a need for a mobile app to transfer money around. You uh, told us about the uh, second industrial revolution a little bit um, earlier in your response. And uh, we've been hearing so much about this fourth industrial uh, revolution and its a huge promise that will uh, help us to leapfrog some of our uh, developmental uh, gaps and harness the power of all this technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, Internet of Things, the list goes on. But as a uh, company that is working in this space, I'm interested in how the power cuts, the rolling blackouts that you uh, put, frankly, how is this impacting the digital transformation journey and uh, the ability of South Africa, perhaps, to uh, punch uh, above its weight when it does come to the fourth industrial (laughs) revolution? I think, you know, it sets us back a, a generation or even 50 years because, sure. because y- you know, th- the world is right now looking at improving on what the offerings are currently on the fourth industrial revolution. But we are gripped with the second industrial revolution, meaning just a generation of power and we don't really know when this crisis is going to end. So 
Now, uh, look at it this way. If you cannot produce for the economy what is sufficient, it necessarily means that the country's reserves are going to be a little bit low because the currency then leads to a weaker currency. Then that would lead to higher import costs mm -hmm. because at this stage with where we're finding ourselves in with uh, rolling blackouts, it, it disrupts uh, supply chains almost everywhere. Mm -hmm. So then you find there's a war in Ukraine, there is uh, quite a number of uh, sustainability issues around the world. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to get through to South Africa, the technology that we need to transform society, it's going to be far more difficult. So hence I'm saying about 25 years or so. Sure. Unless we knuckle down and we resolve the issues that we find. And another th issue that the industry is grappling with is we've seen the destruction of, the, of infrastructure. So it not only happens to stop signs, pavements. I mean, I was driving here, I just saw grass all over the show. Mm -hmm. So we just need to first cut the grass, then we'll get to the fourth industrial revolution. But what is happening is the telecom sector is struggling a lot with, imagine you're a telco. Your main focus of business should be just being a telco, but you have other auxiliary functions that you have to handle a lot, which is security for your infrastructure, which is now rolling blackouts. Mm. So I know that as a country, we talk a lot about the reduction of the cost of data, but I don't see that coming down a lot because... Uh, Even with the spectrum auction and the looming rollout? I think basically the rolling blackouts offset the benefits of the spectrum. Like if we had a proper functioning grid, then we could say there's an advantage in uh, us auctioning the spectrum. Imagine, mm -hmm. let's say you're spending four or five billion on spectrum. Spend another five billion on security. Another billion or two on diesel. Then fixed infrastructure has been vandalized almost on a daily basis. So it's uh, quite a myriad of issues that are facing the industry at this stage. Sure. It slows down the growth, it slows down access to technology by a lot. We still do not have internet penetration as we should have in a country at this stage. Sure. But I'm quite positive that uh, we'll turn a corner at some stage. Okay. So we've spoken uh, quite extensively about uh, your business and the industry uh, in which you operate. Um, I want to talk about you a little bit. I see you play golf, <laughs> according to Google search. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm a keen golfer. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't play golf, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> and for the listeners who also don't play golf, what, what does that mean? It means you are... It means I got to be out there uh, all the time, maybe at least twice a month. I try to get my family involved, but I'm alone at the stage. All right. Oh, you said keen golfer. Yeah, very keen. Yeah. Oh, keen. Got you, got you. Now I know what that means. So the reason why I bring this up is because there is a, a perception out there that uh, if you want to get ahead in business, you need to play golf because that's where the deals are done on the golf course. And I'd like to know your, your, your take on that and what motivated you to play golf to begin with. I think what motivated me to play golf is just more, it's more about relaxation and finding the child in me. You see, because I think as an adult, for you to get ahead, you need to strive to be more of a child. 
Because okay. being a child, it means you can basically achieve any, whatever you want. So it's all about getting back to that young boy that I once was when I was starting out and I thought I could ch- achieve anything. So we're just tracking back because it brings out your ingenuity. It brings out quite a number of character traits. Boldness. Boldness and so on. It is also another way of just connecting with our fellow adults because as you grow older, I mean, it's difficult to even have a simple conversation. But if over golf, it's much easier to connect with people from all walks of life. But are deals done on the golf course? I think so, yeah. Okay. I've done a few. Oh, so you'd advise uh, young entrepreneurs, aspiring business people to pick up a handicap? Is that the term? Yeah, no, so? just get a, get a <laughs> handicap. But more, more importantly, just get the real you. The real you will then bring you quite a whole lot of other issues, or not issues, quite a number of things uh, going if you stick around to exactly who you are. You spoke about family, um, trying to get your family also into into golf. What does the family picture look like? We've got uh, three uh, daughters. One, Kumo, is keen on art, and then the rest is just playing, uh, you know, other, other, other things and so on. So, yeah, it's quite good, uh, you know. Uh, the family, especially my wife, has offered me quite a lot of support to basically be able to break the mold and get to uh, where I'm at the stage. All right. As the saying goes, behind every successful man, there's a... No, definitely. Woman. Uh, you mentioned art, and uh, it was interesting to see on your LinkedIn profile the fact that you are a council member of the Film and Publications Board. So help us understand that part of your career. Uh, that, that, in fact, served as a catalyst in terms of my interest in technology because mm. it's all about you know cyber bullying cyber security protecting uh, children's innocence and in fact just uh, the, the rating of the movies is actually even further than there so the film and publication board is a creature of a statute and uh, it's uh, still operating uh, to this stage so it was a good journey so i actually spent 10 years running there as a council member, including during that period when there was the spear, I think somebody went and defaced some artwork at a Goodman Gallery. Yeah, yeah. And so it's uh, when technology meets the performing arts and so on, because it's a classification of films, uh, reading material, and art. All right. A wonderful um, marriage. Uh, a technology yeah. and that of art. Uh, Madonna, thanks so much for um, joining us, just uh, sharing your uh, insights, what has helped you in your career and uh, the advice around tapping into your inner uh, child um, and that bold uh, spirit, that fearless spirit that is important in uh, business success. I've got a feeling I'm going to be speaking to you again uh, real soon. We'll be tracking the commitment that you made live on this air of being the next unicorn to come <laughs> out of uh, this continent. And we certainly uh, wish you well in that regard. Madonna Aditlake, he's the CEO of uh, Corridor Africa Technologies. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.